Hey there, I'm James McKinvin. And I'm Dagobert. And you're listening to This Indie Life. This Indie Life follows a journey of two indie hackers as we navigate the good, bad and ugly, attempting to turn our indie hacker dreams into reality. Each week, you can tune in to see what progress we've made to achieve those dreams. Sometimes it will be good news, other times it won't be going so well, but we promise to be open and honest with you. This episode is a little meta because Dago and I discuss the launch of our show and whether or not we should accept sponsors. So I said we'd be open and honest and sometimes we may even disagree, but I thought it might take longer than the second episode. We both have kind of different approaches to monetizing the show, so we hash out our thoughts during this episode. We do then go into our updates where I talk about some exciting new client developments and Dago has a roller coaster of a beta launch for his course. Let's get into it. All right, so launch for the pod went surprisingly well. I'm pretty happy with it, are you? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting anything because to me it was really like it was fun to do it yeah and i just was curious what people would think and to me it's always positive when i see that people love it because i'm even more excited to do it now good i'm pleased well i I had like the very clear comparison between day one of the last podcast i made like this and i'm pleased to say we did about double what that show did across most of the metrics so i was really nervous when we launched i was like oh what if no one wants to listen to this but yeah they listened and then the the thing that popped up for us a few times last week over dms was whether or not we should take sponsors for this show and i've always been team sponsor from when i launched indie bites charlie my friend runs ramen club he paid 25 dollars for the first episode the reason i did it is because i wanted people to know that this was a show that was going to be supported by ads so that they didn't have episodes without and then like halfway through they started getting ads i also knew i wanted it as something that could sustain me at some point and i also really believe in the sponsor model sponsors get access to an audience audience gets a new friendly recommendation and creators get paid yeah i mean i really agree with the part about you know wanting to you know it's going to take you a lot of work especially you because i'm not doing anything except coming in and talking and you do all the work now there's two things first i feel like it's only the second episode and if i was listening and i was listening to the host talk about monetizing it it seems a bit boring as a topic to be honest it's like, dude, I'm here to listen about indie stuff, not how you're going to monetize me, you know? So that's my gut reaction. And the second is, I keep thinking of the movie about Facebook, The Social Network, <laughs> where basically Mark Zuckerberg is against ads at the beginning because he's like, if you put ads, it's not cool anymore and you want to stay cool. And then once it's cool, then you put ads. So I actually, you know, I gave it some thought and I was thinking we should wait until we are cool, like maybe like until we have 10 episodes or something. Now about like compensating you, it makes sense that for example, when we start doing sponsors, you can also like get paid for the work you did beforehand with that money. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing you said I want to pick on there, which is we're already one episode in and we're talking about how we can do a money grab on monetizing something. But This is like literally what this show is about. It's about how as indie hackers we're making money or making a living. And we're both not doing that yet. We've both not got to a point. So if we're talking about how can we move towards getting 
towards our indie goals, which is being full-time on this, sustaining ourselves. How can we do that? This pod is an avenue of doing that as it grows. And I, I just really believe in the sponsorship model, the ad model. But, Dago, only if it's done right. If you do sponsors well, where it feels like a personal recommendation where it feels like I'm not trying to sell you something. I'm saying, I use this product and I love this company and I want you to give it a go. It is truly because I believe in the company and I think it will be a good thing for you to use. It's more like I put myself in the shoes of the audience and if the second episode, I don't know, like it's 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 not what I would I would want to hear about. That, that's, that was mostly my, my thing. Yeah, I mean, I disagree. I feel like as... Indie founders, they're learning how, how we're trying to make money in our lives. And this part is part of our life. So if we're talking that, about yeah, not sense. how we can make money out of them, we're saying how can we make money for ourselves? Yeah, I agree with that. It's, I, I just don't see what's going to change to wait for 10 episodes, but I, I understand what you mean. Like, but it's not going to change our livelihood. I mean, I'm sorry, like, I feel confused now. I feel like I don't feel like... It's, I feel less natural and spontaneous than last time. I feel like I felt some tension with the sponsor discussion. Oh, no, dude, I didn't mean that. I feel like disagreements are healthy. I think sometimes podcasts are, are just two people agreeing all the time. I think that it, it's fair to have for two people to have... Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's just that... A disagreement. I'm, I'm a bit, yeah. I, I, I will say, I didn't mean there was much of a resolution of what we do. So we've I, I've had one side. You said we should wait a little bit. So, yeah. There's no resolution there. Maybe that's why it feels weird, eh? I feel like I didn't convince you as much as I thought. Maybe like before the pod, I thought, I'm just going to say these things to Dago and he'll go, yeah, that's fair enough. Because I, I've always done sponsors for pods. Like, if, if you're going to say we'll wait 10 episodes, I'm also like, what, what will change between then? The show will grow, yes. But it's also at a very good stage for a first episode. The main thing I think that makes me a bit anxious about it is... It sounds like a boring intro to an episode. I don't know why I have like this reaction to it to talk about this. Like it's funny. I would actually prefer that we just do a we just do sponsors now, and that's it. But like we don't spend five minutes talking about it because I don't know. If it feels real. I don't know why. I, I guess what I liked about the first episode is, and it's, it's funny. It's the same with my tweets. Is like I always try to turn it into something people can learn from, and I don't feel like most indies. I mean, podcast is a big thing. I don't think it's going to help most people. And so I think that's why like, it's, it's kind of like the next stage, starting a podcast and making money with it. Because most people who have podcasts, they don't make shit. So it just seemed to be a bit less helpful than the other like, more day-to-day -day stuff we can talk about. Well, I mean, not, not everything we talk about on the pod will be relevant to everyone, Dago. It, it's, it's going to be relevant to our own situations. So when you're talking about the Twitter course and the things you've been doing for that, there's going to be a lot of people that have not been doing a, a twitter course yeah you're right uh, equally right. when we're talking about sponsors no, you're they, right there, yeah. there might be a lot of people who are considering sponsors not only for their podcast if they have one but for newsletters i think it's because now that it's real i feel more stressed about it because it was just fun for me last week and now i feel some pressure of not wanting to let people down and all that shit that i didn't yeah, have last week for the yeah. first episode and I've been burned by this so much in the past, you know, with different people I associated with, that now it just comes back. And even though I trust you and I appreciate what you do and I see that and I love your work and, st and stuff, it just comes back like, oh shit, I need to control things, you know? 
And mm-hmm. uh, it's very hard for me to trust someone with something that involves me and that will, you know, be a part of what I offer people to. But I really like the first episode. I also like the interview we did for Indie Bytes one year ago. So, yeah, you know, let's do a sponsor. I'm going to enjoy myself more. And I trust you that you're going to do a good job because you always do. So that's fine by me. Yes, Dago, let's go. We're going to make this podcast fun. The more loose and free and having fun you are, the better it's going to sound. (laughs) This is the Dago I like to hear. Okay, good. Cool. I'm I'm going to go first with my my things because I've only got a few things on my list, Dago. So this week has just been a regular week of... Oh, actually, there is a new thing that is happening. I'm going to New York next week with my client. Just out of nowhere... He sent me a message. I've got like one client called Uncensored CMO. He's a marketing podcast. I've had him before I even started officially doing the podcast editing. And he just said to me randomly last week, do you want to come to New York for three days to record some podcast episodes? I was like, yeah, sure. Wow. He's like, yeah. Is is he paying? I bet. Yeah, well. You wouldn't be excited otherwise. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to be even more in depth for three days in New York. Yeah, so that happened this week. So next Sunday, I'm off for three days. Should be back Wednesday or Thursday. I've also been having conversations with this client about going from just doing the audio version to doing video as well. I've just been reluctant to do it because of the amount of extra work it takes to produce video. But where podcast is going now, video is almost essential. I've, I've like been hesitant, but if you don't do YouTube and shorts, you're going to be left behind those that are doing it, right. which is why we're now recording this with video. So yeah, this client said, what's the next stage of growth, growth for the pod? I said video, because I'm reluctant to do it for the extra work, I quoted like, I, I, I quoted him six grand a month to do the pod. And yeah. if I could do six grand a month for one client, that is going to give me that stability that I need. Yeah, that would give you stability. That would be awesome. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's um, cool. And like, you have to fly to New York every month or so? No, no, no. So it would be in London. Every episode would be in person in London. Okay. We'd probably batch up a few. People might have heard of the Diary of a CEO podcast. It's quite a big one. Oh, I, it's so funny. I thought you said Diarrhea of the CEO. <laughs> yeah, I heard about well, that. that would be an interesting part. That's something you have, like, oh, after five years of bootstrapping, <laughs> that's what happens to you. so yeah and that's gonna be potentially cool but that's just like an early conversation and talking of clients you know at the end of the last episode i said that i was struggling with churn i didn't need one didn't need didn't know what to do about this one client that stops enemy episodes well that client reached out to me dango and he said i've listened to the episode I'm sorry I stopped sending you stuff. Can we chat about doing something, like getting back on the pod? So I've got a call with him in an hour to discuss working on a more regular basis with him for a little bit more money. Damn, I'm so happy for you. Like, it seems like it's more exciting than you make it sound. Because if you like manage to get 6000 a month plus this client, you're basically mm-hmm. solving most of your problems. So let's not put the cart before the horse, but that sounds awesome. So congrats, and I hope you know it works out. Thank you, Deed. I'm, I'm excited. If these two things fall into place, I will probably hit my 10 grand a month, 
and that yeah. can start to really make a debt in uh, a debt a dent in the debt. So yeah, it is exciting. But as you said, no cart before the horse. I've still got to convince that, especially for the six grand a month. I've got to convince him and the team that it's worth doing. It may come in at less, and we do a compromise. But if we can, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Awesome. I'm very happy for you. And then another thing I did last week, which was bloody amazing is I went for a founder supper club dinner thing with other indie founders. It was at my friend's house, so it was a very bizarre thing. He put out like a tweet, an Eventbrite link, and said, I'm doing this indie founder mastermind dinner, whatever you want to call it. And I thought it would just be at a restaurant. No, at his house. And it, so it was 10 of us, all indie founders. We had beers. He cooked us food. The food was absolutely phenomenal and it was just a lovely evening and i was like i want to do more of that cool so that's i think that's pretty much my week yeah get a new cl- I, I'm, I'm still stuffed up with money by the way i still have nothing and uh, all, all this exciting talk about money is future and it's still bloody stressing me out my mum bless her heart gave me a loan so oh. i could get by the next week yeah wow. i just so all this talk about getting 10 grand a month and uh, I'm still <laughs> yeah, no really struggling and I don't want to make it seem like I've got my shit sorted out because of this. I don't. These are just conversations I'm having about potentially getting more money. It's like a weird juxtaposition of being excited about future prospects and also having my energy build bounce again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know this feeling and it feels like you can't be happy yet kind of like you know the story i had this week which is i started sending early access links to my course to people and that was quite funny because so you know i have about 150 people who asked me you know over the last couple months that they wanted the course so i had all of them on twitter so i have all their username in the list and for early access i decided to pick like the top 10 you know i ended up with 12 but you know basically top 12 people who i thought who i was sure would buy early access and at the very Mm -hmm. top of my list there was this guy who i'm not gonna name but i warned him that i was gonna talk about him so at the very top of my list there was this guy who i talked to on twitter every day for the past few months and every week for the past six weeks he's been asking me about the course so i was pretty damn sure when i sent him an early access link Mm -hmm. on saturday he would say he would jump on it so it's the first person I send it to and I send it to him and he said something like, oh, I will never pay for your, for a course in my life. Like he just said that. <laughs> and for me, that was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, and then he goes on to say that, you know, he doesn't need to learn how to go on Twitter. Like he started like giving me a real strong case why he's not going to buy my course. And like, it's not personal. It's just, he's never going to buy courses. It's bullshit. Like kind of like how it felt. And so I felt like I was falling down a hole. And I, the reason I said this after your update is because I started to believe that a lot of people telling me they want it was validation. Like I started mm. to believe that people telling me that, oh yeah, 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 tell me about the course, tell me about the course. I thought that was going to validate it. I mean, I know it doesn't because I've been burned by this in the past. I've been burned by this so many times. Like when I launched Logology, there was like a hundred people in my waitlist, and we had only one sale. So I know exactly what it is to think you validate, but you don't. 
So, dude, so that was like a very hard moment because like it's the first person I sent it to. It was like top of my list. And the reason I say this on the part is because I feel like it's something that we all go through. Like it's very hard to not get excited. And even when we know, we want to believe. So if somebody gives you lots of signs, you're going to think, awesome, it's validated. But again, it was wrong. It wasn't validated. Now, there is a silver lining to this, is that yeah. out of the 12 people, nine bought it in the end. Okay. He was just the first one. And he was like the, 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 the only one I had completely misunderstood and misinterpreted. But yeah, there was in the end, it, I'm very happy because now most people I sent it to bought it. So I'm pretty confident and it's actually motivating me to make an even better course because now it's not just me making a course for four months in my cave. Now it's like people bought it, they want it. So I just have to finish it and send it to them. Yes, dude. Right. Okay. So a few things there. Well done for persevering when the first one didn't work out because that can really knock your confidence. That can really make you question oh, yeah, it did. whether or not people are going to buy it. I'm so happy the other nine out of the 12 bought it. Amazing. Yeah. Good work, man. That that's that's a huge percentage if you if you think about it. It is. Um, yeah, in, so that yeah, the, so the story is a real, real roller coaster because basically first time I send the email I'm like starting to question everything. I started to think what if I spent 4 months for nothing? What if mm -hmm. I spent the four, past 4 months thinking people would want to buy my course and nobody wants to. That was like I was like really falling down a hole for like 30 minutes or something then i got the first notification from the other guy and then it started you know going but it was i felt like i had went back five years ago when i was making all these mistakes i felt like oh shit have i learned nothing <laughs> am i back to square one i'm gonna still like struggle because no. i had all these hopes of you know even though i don't want to hope too much i still hope it's gonna make money how are you feeling now about about the course because you've got only a couple of weeks till you launch right yeah, I was feeling a bit scared of not meeting the deadline, but it's because I hadn't started editing. And so when you don't start something, you don't know how long it's going to take and you mm. don't feel confident because I never did, did any editing in my life. But so now I started and even though I go a bit slow, I'm like, okay, this is good. The product will be good, which I wasn't sure about. I knew the material was good, at least in my opinion, but I didn't know the editing would be good. But now I know the editing would be at least good enough to, be, to bring a lot of value in, an, in a way that's entertaining. But the best thing is, yesterday, the eighth guy who bought it, he told me, oh, yeah, I really want to buy it because I lost my only client and I need to find another. And I was mm -hmm. like, fuck. Now, it's not just a course to have fun growing on Twitter. Now it's like somebody is counting on me to find clients, which is, you know, the course will help you do. And that was the best motivation I could, I could hope for. So what the, the guys that have bought it now, have you sent them stuff or is it... That's just a pre-order for launch that, That's basically early access. And my plan is to send the first part like so on Monday. The actual release is scheduled for the week after that. But basically, that's just a way, you know, that's my the closest people to me. The idea was like they, I give them a price. I give them a bit early. They have a chance to give me feedback. I can also get some testimonials for like when I launch, I don't have zero stars on Gumroad or something. But uh, yeah, it's just like one week in advance, the time for me to finish it. So, and they get like a discount and that way I can learn a bit. Cool. No, it's cool, dude. And how are you doing with, I, I don't know how long the course is. I don't know how y your 
feeling about that deadline the amount of work that you've got to do i know how you are with wanting stuff to be perfect and how are you feeling about the amount of work it's going to take you in the run-up to this so i don't think i will be able to do everything i wanted to mm -hmm. but i think i can do the main thing which is the main course, which is how do you go on Twitter? What's the main strategy? What are the four keys to get, you know, engagement on your tweets and all that, which is really the main selling point. Mm -hmm. It's just that I wanted to launch with like a ton of bonuses. I wanted to launch with like yeah. the meme course. And I might just be like saying that you, you buy it, but you will receive it two weeks from now, which I don't think is a big deal if you just get the bonus two weeks later. And uh, I'm going to try as much as I can, but I think I'm not going to be able to do it on time. So I'm like, this is good enough. This has value. So I'm just focusing on like the core value of the course, mm -hmm. uh, releasing that. And then, you know, I will deliver the bonuses maybe a couple of weeks later, which I think is fine. Uh, how much is it? Do you, can you share to me? I don't have to put it in if you're not going to share that yet. Oh, the price you mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be 79. 79? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, no problem. Send me a link, yeah, I'll buy it when, I've, when, when I get a new client. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because I might be very depressed if it succeeds because out of 12 links I sent, I sold nine and might, might actually go up to 11, you know, if we wait for two weeks, yeah. as they, they said. When I sent Logology, nobody bought, you know, when I sent my <laughs> startup because it's way harder to buy a fucking logo. And I think it's going to hurt me if it goes too well, like, I mean, it will be positive, of course, but I'm, I'm going to be like, <laughs> like, if my wildest dream comes true and I make basically as much money with this in like one week as I did with Logology in four years, it's going to be a hard pill to swallow. It's going to be, okay, I spent four years in misery and pain uh, <laughs> and like trying my best and learning a lot of shit, but like mostly failing and struggling. And now I just do this course and the course is, I mean, I'm very proud of what I'm doing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not doing like a, I'm doing a very high quality. I mean, at least that's what I'm trying to do. But what I'm saying is that, fuck man, people just buy so many courses. Like, and mm. you know, like the way you said that, the way you said, yeah, I'm just going to buy a course. Nobody said that with a logo. Why not you say <laughs> that with a logo? Just buy a logo. <laughs> yeah, there's something like, more personal that happened this week is that so my wife is my co-founder and so we are working full-time on a startup and as long as we are not really profitable we are very stressed and we work our ass off but so like and especially now that i'm doing the course i'm like mm -hmm. i'm spending very very long hours like i work like between let me check i work like around yeah last week i did 61 hours week before that i did 57 and the thing is our place we we stopped like vacuuming we like it's it's getting out of control and so my wife kind of like exploded like this weekend because she was like i can't do this anymore i can't handle it so we had to decide to like okay i cannot not do the course because it's like i have to meet the deadline so we decided that she would just take like a couple of days just to focus on that and maybe you know spend two days less on logology this week so I think sometimes we have to, you know, be a little less productive and actually take care of ourselves and our homes because else it's just going to, you know, explode in our faces. I'll say I relate to this entirely. My flat so very often gets into a horrible state. Right now it's in a horrible state and I'm happy you can only see this. I just get go through these stages, Dago, of 
letting it go i just my focus is not there and i won't tidy up i won't do the dishes and the thing is with me i've not got anyone telling me that i need to do it i've not got anyone else to worry about living in the state that i live in the only like really stressful part of it is i can't have people round without a day's notice at least so like friends can't just pop round, and i don't like it it's not nice living in rubbish so i have to like go hard to clean up the flat every every week or so instead of just staying on top of it and that makes me quite sad all right dago good chatting man and i I won't see you next wednesday but i can probably do it thursday if we can make that work yeah yeah you we will we'll keep in touch to make it work awesome all right dude see you later bye-bye bye thank you so much for tuning back into this indie life i'm keen to know what you thought on our discussion on sponsors at the start of this episode i quite like how open it was and it's the kind of stuff i think is important to share because things don't always go the way you want which is a little reminder for me especially when you're going to partnership with someone if you want to continue the discussion you can follow us on twitter at this indie life link is in the show notes Aside from that, if you enjoyed it, please do throw a rating on Apple Pods or Spotify. It really does help new shows like this get the all-important initial traction. Have a good day. Stay indie. James out.